how's it going? It's Sim Brown, and this is the Hook Better Leads podcast, or the Yacht Cast today. I've got Tony Flatham. How you doing, brother? Awesome, buddy. Uh, built strong exteriors, and we are talking about going from zero to yacht in how many years? Seven years? Seven years. And that is wild. That is wild, first of all. What is the name of this boat, just to kick it off? Yeah, so the name of this boat is Hell Yeah. Hell Yeah, baby. So we're talking about roofing, talking about growing a roofing business, but I would love to get a little bit of your backstory because not that long ago, you were going through a painful business partnership breakup. And uh, talk to me about that. 2016, was it? That's correct, yep. What, what happened? Yeah, so pretty much back in, I mean, I started originally back in 2002, but then went through some journey up until that point. But I uh, had a business partner and we started in 2014 on our own, got together, put together a brand and uh, went after it, did really well. I mean, we grew that company from zero up until about $15 million in two and a half years. And for whatever reason, he just thought that he would want to come in one day and, and cut, you know, a few of us out of the, of the picture and, and uh, pretty much take the company and whatnot, made a move. So we had to start over, you know, me and about eight guys that he just didn't pay and, and um, wanted to push us out of the company. That's not a crazy story in roofing. Uh, the, now you the hear it owner, quite a bit, seems and like. You never know how accurate it is, but a lot of salespeople saying, I didn't get paid correctly. And I think that, that that's where it goes to like, as you're joining a company, make sure you're looking at the values of those people. Make sure you're working with people that respect their employees that you know i know your company does personal development and works with your team i think that the values matter because it really does come out in other ways sometimes definitely and how did that happen though just so other people can kind of guard themselves against a situation like that yeah so like this situation i mean we were pretty close to in the business i mean we were at a previous company together he was my sales manager at the previous company and when my business partner and i were parting ways and just going different directions we you know made that split pretty good and and moved on so we teamed up and opened the company in 2014 and rebranded it and came up with a name and and we were close i mean our kids played together i mean we hung out we worked together around the clock and and pretty much up until like the last year it seemed like that winter going into that year of 2016 there were some things that were changing like we were on the same page i don't know really what what the whole situation was but it was like we had two teams. It was like me and my guys and him and his guys. And it just kind of seemed like it was kind of dividing a little bit, mm -hmm. the company. And so I kind of knew that there was something going on, but didn't know it was that big of a deal. And um, out in the field, just grinding, working away, doing our thing. And, you know, one day he reached out and said, hey, let's uh, meet up. You know, I want to talk to you tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. Let's get together. And, and I know we're kind of buttoned heads. And I'm like, yeah, man, great. Let's get together. That'd be great. You know, I want to be able to see what we can work out and see what we can fix here and and met back up that morning at 7 a.m he had his attorney there and Tony pretty much blindsided me and mm. just said hey we're parting ways and this isn't going to work and you know here's a little severance package and I'm pretty much well I'm not going to sign that I mean we need to work through some more details and figure out the valuation and where we're at and so I didn't sign anything but pretty much left that day and then pretty much all my guys that were with me he let them go and then a few of them just didn't show up because they knew what was kind of going on and so that was middle of the year what 2016. As, what did he use as an excuse? 
he just he was moving the company up to closer where he lived he lived about an hour north and he didn't want to be driving down to our oakdale area where we were at and and he just said that we were parting ways that we just were going different directions and sorry to rub salt in your wounds but you hadn't signed any like articles of incorporation together there was no, no paperwork around the ownership of the company and no. he had stuff in his name is that correct yeah so pretty much when i was closing down the old company originally i was working on that with that owner closing that stuff down because we were going different directions and so he went and got everything set up in his name and and i really didn't need to be on anything i was more of a silent partner just kind of doing our deal and and he uh was on all the paperwork so the painful reminder always get paperwork yeah, unfortunately absolutely. That, that reminder is painful sometimes and it hurts um and you hope people stand by their word yeah i mean we had a handshake deal and he was always a good stand-up guy and for whatever reason he kind of just felt like this was the best way for him and which i'm more than reasonable it always seems like so if he would have just came to me and said hey we were parting ways let's work out something and 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 split up things 50 50 but he just kind of came in and gave me a low ball offer and where it was pretty much cutthroat to where I was like, I'm not signing that. And so I had to go to the next steps and push things along and, and to get what was ours and, and uh, went through that whole process. But yeah, it just, it sucks going through that, but I actually look at it as a good thing. I mean, you know, you, you go through those things, you learn a lot, been through a lot of experience through that whole entire deal for four years of that whole process. And um, it made me realize a lot more on where I want to be and what I want to do and what I want to take care of my employees. and. We're in a better spot because of it. I love that. Uh, any other final lessons from that experience that people with partnerships or that are considering par partnerships should look at? I would absolutely say no matter how close you are, how much you think you know the person or trust the person, definitely get an agreement in place. Go through your values, make sure you're on the exact same page and where you wanna go and grow the company because if, if you don't know where they wanna go and where you wanna go, if you figure that halfway down the road, and they started going different directions, you just never know what's gonna happen. So having a buy-sell buy agreement in place and just making sure you do it all on the front end, not the back end. Because the back end's a lot harder, a lot, pain, a lot more painful, because you gotta work through a lot of details to prove your side. So what happened after that? You, you did get a settlement, it sounded like? Yep, so yeah, it was a four-year lawsuit that I pretty much pushed and we went through all the different stages from, you know, the full jury, seven person jury going through that up on the stand, telling my story and and then got that. And then we had to go to the Supreme Court and the appeal process and we pushed it all away. I mean, so it came down to the very end of where we just got to the end of it. And he said, hey, let's just work this out and agreed on a number. And now it's been paid over time and, and everything's been going good there. Is your lead flow down? Whether you're a company owner office staff, salesperson, or installer, you're a roofing rock star. We help you get more leads with custom SEO, Google Ads, and a pro website. So I know that your brother started the company in 2014, Built Strong, yep. and you opened up a second location for him. Um, what have you done as far as like this company? Obviously, you guys got pretty far, 15 million with that other company. What have you done on this one? Because you guys are past it. What are you, you revenue-wise or like estimates for this year? So this year, we're on track to do 45 million. Okay. Um, 
last year we did 63 million just because we had a huge storm really close to our yeah. backyard and we really went all in and just everyone was working around the clock to get the job done so we really peaked up to those years and then over those winter months we revamped and make sure we hired a lot more people to fill all those gray areas mm -hmm. so we can kind of plateau back out and rebuild to where we can peak again for another big number okay so, cool and, and uh what is the difference now for what you're doing you're you're growing to a degree that's like yeah it seems like you're really going for it uh you know what i mean yeah and uh are you what is the goal here what are you what are you looking to do yeah i really want to get some more locations going here at some point i want to build the company up to 100 million it was kind of our big number that we put together about five years ago we kind of sat down and said hey let's let's go after this and so we really came out of the gate in 2020 and we did about 15 million dollars that year and then in 21 we ramped it up and did 21 million and then we actually spent all winter hiring and training building a team out to go into to do 32 million in 22 so that was our goal going into 22 and we built enough people up and got the teams together to go into that year and we didn't expect a storm to come early in may and so when that happened we just went all in even more to ramp up and we hired more production staff we divided our, our team in half and hired them two more assistants underneath of them so we can build more jobs and then a lot more quality control in the field and then hired some more teams out in the field selling so we just kind of went all after it and mm -hmm. we hit our goal at 32 million like in july of, of last year crazy and we're so we're like well geez let's not slow down now let's just keep this going so everyone was so busy and so we just kept pushing and we yeah we finished that at like 63 and a half million that's beautiful and uh you know what i like is that you're unabashed about success i mean we're here on a yacht and i'm not gonna lie if we can't feel a little successful <laughs> on a yacht i don't think we're gonna feel successful anywhere so talk to me about uh you're you're kind of inspirational with some of this stuff i've seen you you know going to dubai with dan and obviously you guys have worked your absolute butts off to enjoy the finer things some nice stuff so um can you give any encouragement to roofing company owners out there who are maybe eating crow right now or experiencing a setback and and um, maybe give them permission, uh, I guess, a little bit too, to pay themselves well? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you want to, I mean, this business is hard. I mean, it's not, everyone knows you have to get out and knock on doors and it's not easy. You have to get out there and get after it, but it's like, you, you want to work hard and play hard. So the money's there. You just have to do the volume and get out and get after it and get the guys pushing. But really for what, what we see, what we want to push our team is just like, Hey, figure out what they want, you know? And it's not only about our goals. I mean, if you don't have goals written down and at least a laid out what you want to do, you're never going to get there. It's, yeah. just, it's just like a cruise ship, leaving the port and driving around with no GPS. You're in the middle of the ocean driving around and never get to your port on the other side. So punch in the GPS where you're going from A to Z, and you're gonna get there same thing we just put down our number that we want to get to and then talk to our team and figure out how many uh, sales guys we have what numbers they want to hit help hold them accountable by their PPFs which is personal professional and financial goals and we work through those to help push them to hit their goals and get the best out of what they can do and they're making money we're making money everyone's happy so it's you know you want to if you're gonna work this hard you got to make sure you're paying yourself you got to make sure you're getting paying yourself the commissions you know if it's 
buying something nice or if it's getting a commission check and donating it to something, doing something nice, like you want to do things that make you feel good. I saw that you guys give to, you know, um, Susan, what is it? G. Coleman. C. Uh, G. Coleman organization. So you guys give a lot to charity and things like that. Not only being in a, in a nice uh, watercraft like this, but the, the fulfillment that you get by giving to community organizations, you guys also do that. Um, and, and, uh, charities and, and what's better giving to a, ch how, how, what feels better being on the yacht or giving to a charity? I don't know. Dude, giving to a charity, obviously as always, yeah. I mean, you, when you can give to somebody, especially when you can give something to somebody and you can see them receive yeah. it and the passion that they have and how thankful they are, that's priceless. I mean, that's what keeps me going every single day. I'm wanting to work hard, work hard, take care of yourself, but also take care of other people. And when you can do that, like that just makes you you know, want to work even harder to do better things. And obviously like you're able to afford this. You're not, not only running a roofing company, you also are investing in real estate. So yeah. that's part of, you've taken some of the money that you've earned through incredible hard work and you've invested that as well. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah. I mean, I have a few other businesses and then I also been buying real estate since 2004. So I was lucky enough to start in this business in 2002, started making some pretty good money and I was, you know, back then, I don't even know where it came from, but I was pretty disciplined on just not going crazy and spending a ton of money early on. I mean, I would get it. I would start buying properties early on, pay myself a good salary out of that money. And then the rest of it, I would just bank and put to investments in real estate or in stocks. And over time, you start seeing that happening. You just want to do more of that as well. So everything that I've been making, I've been just pouring into real estate. And now that's been growing over the last handful of years, too. So when I, you know, I call the, the video zero to yacht, zero, zero bucks to yacht kind of the truth is a little bit more that you did have some, um, investments and things like that 2016, but we're talking about the roofing company. You had yeah. to start over from scratch Absolutely. in this new company, making this and into something. Yeah. Cause in 2016, when that whole thing went down, like, you know how it is. And when you're in the roofing game, all your money is out for the collections. You're having to get that money from the insurance company. There's always a huge delay. So we were always paying ourselves a salary. So we weren't like taking a bunch of big bonuses and stuff. We were paying ourselves a salary. So most of our profit was out in the field. So when he came in that day and said, hey, we're done. Here's your sevens package. Take this and we're done. I refused that. So then I didn't get anything. <clears throat> so I had to pretty much go and, and fight to try to get some of my money back that I lost. And he took all of that away. So I had to really go over get something else going, jump on board with my brother and use his brand and build that up on our, our own location and hire more teams and more salespeople and grow that company. But it was literally from nothing. I mean, you get, you know, luckily I had a little bit of money reserved to at least have some money for backup. Well, when you have investments in real estate and stuff like that, it's not like liquid at that time. No, it's not. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's a way, but I mean, I had some money put away from just and my savings account, obviously, you have a little chunk of money, so I wasn't like dead broke. But when you have all your money in the business, and that business was taken away from you, it's like, yeah, I didn't have anything from the business coming to me anymore. So I had to pretty much use all my reserve money or whatnot to get some things going again to launch the new company and get new signs and rebrand and do all these different things to grow the company. And and yeah, from 16 to where it's at now, it's it's been a heck of a ride. Can you go ahead and give the audience permission to pay themselves well? Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, we work too hard. You got to pay yourself. I mean, you got to figure out what 
money you need to live a pretty good lifestyle, start working, put that money away, pay yourself, and the rest of it, pour back into your company, back into your people. It's an investment. Even if it's in real estate, if you invest money back into your business, you're gonna get it back out of your business. So invest in your people, they're gonna work harder. You gotta pour into them, care about them, be humble. I mean, that's one of the biggest thing is too, I think, is that I'm, I'm always in the trenches with them. I'm never better than anybody else. I'm always out there just working with them and working alongside them. I never say they work for me, they work with me. So it's right there alone is just, they love get the buy-in, they love what they wanna do and they wanna work for somebody that cares about them. And I actually sometimes want more for them than they want for themselves. That's, and, a, weird, and I, that's a weird thing. And huh? I push them to try yeah. to do more because I know they can do more and I can see it in them. And it's just trying to find what drives them truly to make them change their life. And we have a lot of guys in our company right now that are changing their lives. They're buying cabins, buying houses, buying new trucks, buying investments, doing really cool things. And it's amazing. It's, it's great to see. And, you know, for how would you advise somebody around, you know, how to be able to invest in real estate? Let's say they haven't been paying themselves well as an owner. And I just think that that's, I think mm -hmm. it's a, a, there's a rash of people in yeah. that, that mode where they think they're being a, a martyr by not paying themselves that well. And they're kind of, I just, I want to encourage you. I'm going to give you permission, permission pay yourself well, pay yourself decently, not in a way that hurts the company, but make sure you're paying yourself. Because people spend 20 years mm -hmm. in working their butt off, blood, sweat, and tears, thinking about equity, and sometimes that sell, that sell never comes, and selling, selling the company. Um, how would you take some of that money out and invest it in real estate? How, where, can you give the folks a, a little bit of recommendation for how to get started in that? to full money and do uh, real estate investing. Yeah, definitely. I'll give you an example on one of my smaller deals that I did. It was um, something that's real doable for anybody. I mean, you think about people that want to go and buy their own first house. I mean, houses these days are three, $400,000. Well, if you can really shift gears and look at an investment deal to where you start focusing on like a fourplex. I mean, I bought a fourplex back in 2018. That was $380,000. And when I looked at that deal, I'm like, well, $380,000, you buy a fourplex, the rents are about a thousand bucks a month. I mean, it's pocketing that deal alone, 1800 bucks a month, free and clear. Doing nothing to the property. It already was done, new roof, new siding from a storm. that was over New Richmond, so that was nice from 17. They had, a new, they had a storm over there and all the work got done. So the property was in great shape, but got it for a good price. Person wanted to just get out of the deal. So if you look for enough deals, you can find deals to where you can get into a place, a, a fourplex for 400 or less, or even a little more, if you're getting good rents on it, the note is paid for, they're paying for your taxes, they're paying for the rents, and you're putting some money in your pocket, and then you just start looking at it. I mean, if it's even 1,500 bucks or even $1,000, and most people don't really look at this, but if you can say, hey, what can an extra $10,000 do a month you know, for you, you buy one fourplex, and you're getting 1800 bucks, you do that five more times, that's that's $10,000. compound a little bit. It's, it's $10,000 coming to you free and clear. Yeah. Then you just keep stacking on more and more. So I mean, you can take money and buy these properties and have them pay you. I mean, it's just, that's where I you can get you, into a good spot. Uh, I mean, like for us poors, I'll just say, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't need to refer to myself as poor, I'm fine. Um, but the initial investment, is it from, is it leveraging banks money? Um, well, you can do it. Well, if you're if you're a business business owner or if you're 
a sales guy making some decent money, obviously you're going to put down 10%, 20%, whatever you need to put down on that deal. Or, you know, if you're in a spot to where you have no money and you just like, well, I want to get into real estate. Well, yeah. if you can really get into learning the deals, like on underwriting the deals and finding good finding deals, them. Yep. finding the good deals. If you find a good deal and you're bringing somebody that's buying real estate, they're going to buy it and they're going to give you a little kick on it. Yep. So they'll pay you a little commission on it too. So even to get started, you can work out and saying, hey, I want a little equity in the deal. I'll go and find these deals for you. Pay me a little bit of money on it. Give me a little ownership into the deal and I'll keep finding more deals. They're going to win. They're going to score because they're buying the property and you're going to get a little kick to get started. You're not a big Airbnb guy? Um, I, I would be. I mean, I have uh, one that I'm looking at right now. I have some friends that are doing the Airbnb and they're having really great success. I mean, it's yeah. it's a good, right now, a good market. But in general, like duplexes, fourplexes, you like deals like that. What about commercial properties? Yeah, I have a handful of commercial properties. I mean, mainly started there because we needed office space for ourselves. So I looked back at our first commercial building was in 2009 when I bought our building over in Oakdale and we moved in a part of it and the other rents were being taken care of from the other renters in the building. and. So that just kind of leads to another one to where you buy one more and you buy one more. And, you know, we bought the new building over that you guys saw today in Lake Elmo. We bought that in 21. And so, yeah, there, you can get warehouse spaces, you can get um, office spaces, multifamily, hmm. you know, I mean, that's where it's at for me. I want to focus more on the apartment buildings yeah. and um, senior living complexes is more units. I just love that you are smart with your money earlier. You're socking it away. You're getting ready to invest. I think that that's, you know, no matter how much you're making, if you're not investing a good chunk and whatever it happens to be, I know that I'm not ready for real estate yet, but I just think it's smart to be saving and, and investing whatever you're doing and um, wherever you're at. We don't mean to discourage people. I think you're like probably inspiration. I hope it's inspirational for people that are watching this, that are looking into these deals. Some, some of you are already probably doing this as well. So. Appreciate you taking the time. And I, I need you to answer the age old question. Can you be sad on a yacht? <laughs> I would say maybe for a moment. Yeah. But uh, I mean, it's pretty nice being out here. When you're out here, it's peace of mind. It's relaxing. And I have definitely more good days than bad days. I can say that. Okay. I like that. And uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I was thinking <laughs> about like, you know, Maybe I could be sad a little bit, and I was. It was when you put on the throttle, and I. I don't think it, like if you're speeding along. This is the what river is this? The Saint Croix River. Saint Croix River. If you're speeding along and on the Saint Croix River next to Stillwater, this is where you grew up, right? Yeah, right here is my hometown. This is where I grew up, Love born it. and raised. It's very hard to be sad on a yacht, in my experience, just this last like hour or so, it seems pretty easy to be happy. Um, so there you have it. We did the research for you. We needed to bring that back to our audience and make sure they knew uh, it's unlikely and is less common to be I sad agree. on the I agree. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank you for watching and listening. The podcast is put on by hookagency.com, hook agency all over social. Where can they find your company? Yep, Built Strong Exteriors. It's uh, the, You can go on Facebook, Instagram. We're on there. Our website is just builtstrongexteriors.com. So. All right, everyone, comment, like, subscribe. Appreciate y'all. Bye.